It's the Spud Goodman Happy Hours. That familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio, ladies and gentlemen, let's get Ready, Trumbo! Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why, Web? It's Spud Goodman! Greetings, I am Spud Goodman. Welcome, one and all. Okay, maybe not all, but most of you now listening. Uh, with me, as always, is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Please acknowledge my acknowledgement, please. Okay. Right right now? Yeah. That, oh. That's good. Okay. Hello, everyone, and thank you, Spud, for acknowledging yeah, that's me. The, you, you're done. All right. All it's right. my job. Anyway, don't draw anything Mine more too. from it. You know, I believe in separation of friendship and the state of my duties as talk show host. I, I totally understand, Spud. I mean, you are under enormous pressure as host of this program. You think? I know, I know you work your butt off all week to get the show ready to go on live, so I've never asked you before. How many hours do you put in each week? I don't really know. I haven't added them all up about you know, like the total hours. At mm-hmm. least an hour and a half for sure, counting the drive to wow. and from the studio. And I'm not going to lie. This thing is a time eater. And without my DVR, I would never be able to keep up with all the shows that I watch. And you know my priorities in life. You know uh-huh, that. Yeah. So if that thing ever breaks, this show's over. Well, if it ever breaks, I'd miss Warehouse 13. And But we'll all chip in and get it fixed immediately. Well, good to know that. I, I, you never mentioned that before. I love that show. Okay. Right now, I also should probably acknowledge the presence of my Uncle Steve. Steve and I felt you it. know I don't know any other words to use than his dummy okay I, I know you don't like it when I refer to him that way but what the hell else am I supposed to say how about a special visitor to the studio tonight he has feelings bud and your outright rejection of someone who's an important part of the family well huh? it's very disturbing family? that hunk huh? of balsa wood is no family member of mine all right you can you can call him whenever you want just, he's not a relative of mine. This is something that might better be suited for a formal family counseling session. It's something that Jerry's therapist has recommended, that all of us be present as we air our differences. I'm not going to any family counseling session with that stupid dummy. Anyway, I need, I need to get going here. We have some guests on tonight my, that I'm my, excited about. My therapist feels that a mediator is quite helpful in diffusing long-held tension in the family unit. My parents and I met really? together last week to discuss my disappointment with them canceling Cinemax without consulting me. I fall asleep to that channel every night. It's been my routine for years, and now, now I have to take Ambien. So, Spud, aren't you going to ask why Jerry and I are here in the studio tonight? Not really. You guys drop by all the time. What's so special about that? The deal is, though, you have to get over there by the refrigerator and just keep your mouth shut. I can give you both some pointers on that if you need it. So, Jerry here has finally decided what he wants to do when he grows up. Now's the time to make the big step. Wish I knew. I know this will not please you, but he wants to enter the radio business. Oh, I tried to talk him out of it as, you know, you told him how territorial... 
terrestrial it is. It's called terrestrial radio. Terrestrial radio melting down. But he thinks his talents will overcome the dwindling job market. Say it ain't so, Jerry, you really want to be one more cog in the wheel? Well, the radio racket is a really bad deal. Something real soon you will feel. Just give up the dream of being the next Howard Beale. You know, that's what everyone says, that they can overcome the reality that there are no jobs out there because they're special. Uncle Steve, you are wasting your time. No one is going to hire a ventriloquist and his dummy for a radio gig, no matter how talented the ventriloquist is. And you're not a ventriloquist anyway. Where is that? Game over. Jerry is already enrolled in the radio broadcasting program at Bates Vocational School. He even got a student loan to cover most of the expenses. Sure, he'll have to pay it back, but... He should be rolling in the dough after he starts moving up the ladder in the business. Yeah, Here, I'll let I, Jerry explain his plans. No, you don't, it, okay. Not that I need to ask you for your blessing or anything, but it would be nice to get a little support here. There's an old adage in show business. Watch who you kick around, as they may be down at that moment, but later they could be running a movie studio or a radio empire. Oh. You never know, Spud. Someday, control... I could control the fate of your career. Yeah, okay. So you might want All to right. think twice here and yeah. show me some yeah, respect. Okay. I have a difficult time respecting inanimate objects. I got to go. I got a show to do. So zip it or uh, we're going to break out the duct tape. But I'm not, not kidding here. It's time for some music. So how about we cue up a song from the President of the United States of America recorded live on my cable TV show. I think uh, this here's Feather Pluck and I think it's like in 1994. Let's roll it, please. Thank you. Billions of birdies squawking out loud. Logging in code to clams in the clouds. Send a secret message, send it by word. So vibrating spiders will be seeing the word. Who's on the line? 
No guess. No, yes. Are you serious? I am. You're Wait, hold on. Did I, is, is there really a person there named Spud? Yeah, that's me. Uh, and I'm speaking with Richard Lewis. I am Spud Goodman. Yes, for the record, I am. Um, well, let me ask you a question. Is that your real name or is that your your Jewish name? Well, a um, little bit of both, actually. My mom, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, it is. So, Isn't uh, Spud, a, is Spud a potato or a yeast infection? I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude. I'm just... It's one of the greatest names ever. You can be a detective. You can be a CIA agent. I anyway, I'm screwing up your intro. You don't have to introduce me. Well, okay. I, I, I just, I'm exhausted. I, I know you are. And I just want to, though. I really desperately want to. So please say hello to one of the greatest comedy minds in the history of mankind. Richard oh, Lewis, how are you doing? Not well, I know, hey, but... Uh, no, well, I'm in town, I, uh, but I didn't sleep the night before, otherwise I'd be in studio. I love radio, and I appreciate, you know, you getting the word out, and I've played this, this venue before, and it's cool, and I love Seattle, and I, hopefully, if I don't get to the Hendrix Museum uh, soon, I, it's, it's going to be too late. But, you know, listen, he, I'm, I haven't gone on in about a month. Hey, I, I just, is, 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 what? 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 Huh? I'm telling my co-host that he he hasn't said anything and he better not say anything because uh, he, you know given Mr. He doing a Harpo Marx impression. He is. Be, he's here? under orders because given your stature, you know, I told him that we're considering you like the oh, president. Oh, no, get or off the stature crap. I listen. I, I struggled for 15 years. I wanted to be a comedian. I, I you know I worked. At, I have no children. All I have is. Uh, well, I have a beautiful rescue dog, and I got married late Super. in life. I found the right woman who actually, which I actually feel if someone can respect an, an recovering drug addict, and I have to almost 20 years sober, and still want to marry me, it's time to say, all right, this is it. It's enough uh, screwing around. So I found a really great chick, and uh, she's a great wife. And uh, of course, she's probably having affairs, but I don't care. Right. That's all I care about. All I care about is Seattle and the show tonight. All right. She, I mean, I'm not. She's back in L.A. Who knows? She's with the gardener now. Who knows? But not I the pool know. guy. That's good. That's that's not that's better on the food chain. Could have been the pool guy. Well, he's better looking to me, and he's 25 years younger. But you know, I'm you know, listen. If you want to do that in your personal life, you know, I cheated on everybody until I met my wife, and uh, she didn't cheat on me. But if she does, uh, you know, I'll leave her. But men are very hypocritical. They think yes, they, they can, uh, you know, screw around and, and flirt. But if they they catch their woman doing it, they're out. Unless they're into scenes and everything, which is cool too if you're into that. But right, right. My body, my body right now is uh, is looking like uh, uh, it's uh, you know, they you know it's it it, it, it looks like uh, I don't know. My ass alone looks like uh, the uh, the uh, the the Pyrenee mountain range. It's, I don't know how my wife even gets in bed with me undressed. It's, uh, I think it's a mercy. It's mercy love. Um, but I don't care. That's why there's light switches. I don't care switches. as long as I can get up, get up back on stage. It's my 44th year doing stand-up. And um, you know what, man? To be honest with you, in Seattle, um, uh, I'm, I'm happy that I'm still doing what I always wanted to do as a kid. And that's pretty cool. And if anyone out there is unhappy with their job, I hope they eventually get a chance to leave it and, and can make some money doing what they really want to do because very few people have that opportunity. So, uh, I, I'm, you know, I might 
I might be depressed every now and then and whine, but uh, I'm not ungrateful. That's for sure. Super. Uh, Chick, you got two seconds. Say, move it along. Say hi. Okay. I don't have Hello. two. I have two seconds. No, he, no, he does. Are you kicking me off? What? No. Putting on some no. uh, an ice cream man who saved a kid from a sewer. No, Are actually, uh, knocking me out. No, actually, a little later in the show, we have Red Green from the CBC. But no, Richard, I got to oh, do this. He's, he's, I know. I, he's terrific. Hey, where am I performing? By well, the that's way? what I'm trying uh, to. I'm trying to get to this. And here we go. I'm. I'm so pumped to say this. You'll be appearing tonight and also two shows, Friday and Saturday, 7.30 and 10 p.m. at wait, the Parlor well, Comedy Club. Are you saying I have to do five shows there? Yeah, yes, you do. In, in uh, Bellevue, Washington. Call my doctor. No, you're, uh, you're I, doing well, it. I have a doctor in a hotel with me. That's yeah, my entourage, just a, an internist. Uh, no, I just one show tonight, two Friday, two Saturday, right. and then you'll hear a gunshot Sunday morning around 3 a.m. Well, I'll be that exhausted. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm not suicidal. I'm just... I just, just uh, I, every show is different. I don't have an act, so when I hear, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Lewis, if people expect to hear these, like, "Hey, it was so cold out," that you know, don't come because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't work that way. I just sort of free associate and ad lib and ramble and. And if the audience is with me, man, we'll just go for a trip. And if they're not, you know, there's they're nothing I can do about it, but I love them anyway. They're going to be with you. Um, hey, you know, we have the privilege of great comedy talent coming through our area of the country, but, but, very seldom are we graced with comedy royalty. And I'm going to say this, so don't stop me. I must, this is my own opinion, and it, it's shared by millions, that you, Larry David, and Albert Brooks are now the three pillars of comedy in this country. And we just don't see enough of you. So, uh, yeah, I got that in there. You didn't, you, you just have to take that, all right? All right. Uh, well, you, you got it in there because I had heart. I got to add a. Uh, I just thought I was getting a heart attack. Otherwise, yeah. I would have interrupted. All right. So well, listen, uh, Albert Brooks and Larry and I are buddies. Albert, they're, they're geniuses, and so you know, are you. They, they, they stopped doing stand up a long time ago, and uh, and uh, Larry's the writer of our generation. Albert's an amazing filmmaker and a genius, and you know, YouTube some of his early shots on TV. They're, nothing's better. And when he was doing stand up, and uh, the bottom line is though. I, you know, I'm. A, I, I, you know, people don't think they see me, but I, you know, I do all the shows. Not everybody's up at the same time. I, I tour all over the country, and in Canada, and um, no one's getting me on a 19-hour flight to Australia. But I know you got to go. Um, no, no. Let I me really appreciate you, both of you, and both of you. I don't understand why you're harmonizing your interview. I, I, I send my best to your partner. And tell him that I hope they find his tongue. I don't understand what happened. It scared could, the crap out of me. Could I ask you a couple questions before we go, or could I ask you just a couple well, quick yeah, ones? You had an opportunity. You you failed miserably. Well, what can I say? That's typical. I'm That's kidding. No, that was uh, a bad no. joke. You're, you're a great guy. And thanks. And I appreciate the praise, but I'm the last guy to accept it. Or no, I, I don't even know how, what I do. Uh, I just know that I get up on stage, and it's sort of mystical to me. And uh, if people dig it. And they can get out of their own heads for an hour or whatever. That's pretty. That's cool for me. Well, worse, what, one thing that came to my on, mind. Ask me anything you want. I, I cool. don't know if Larry's coming back for a ninth season. So let's get that out of the way. Yeah, that was yeah. that was kind of in the. Okay, you got me on that one. I was going to throw that out. But did you really meet Larry sure. David at summer camp when you were thirteen? Because Wor worse, worse than that, we were in the same hospital room. Did born. you get Did you get tossed in the hole or something? Because you do it a terrorize the counselors. tried to strangle me with my mother's with the umbilical cord. This jerk. Okay. Whoa. He, I was I was born early. It was a preemie. Yes. He was born three days later. So we were in the same hospital ward, and this little baby was screaming and complaining that his mother's milk wasn't good. I, I you know, it was just he was obnoxious when he was a year old. Not, what am I saying? A year, an hour. 
And then we went to a camp and we were enemies. Never saw him again for 15 years. Really? And we became best friends. And then one day, I, you know, I'm, I'm a recovered addict for almost 20 years. He's not a drinker or he, he wasn't a big drug guy ever. And, uh, but, uh, I, I recognized him after we became best friends uh, at around 24 performing in Manhattan. And, uh, and then we retraced our childhood, and we realized that we had, we were enemies when we were 12 at a camp, at a, at a sports camp. And that was, we almost came to blows at the bar, but I mean, the truth is, what what's the chance that you become a best friend with somebody? Literally, we were inseparable, and we were great buds. And then we realized that we hated each other at some sports camp when we were 12. It was too good to be true. And, and that's why I think Curb was cool for us when we were on it. I mean, I didn't do any scenes with anybody else, but it was all right by me. It was because, gold. You know, it was freaking gold. I mean, all we did was fight. And, you know, and my wife, Joyce, would say, how did it go? I go, look, don't ask me. I don't even know what I did. It's exactly how I am with him in real life. I went to a restaurant. We screamed and I'm home and I have makeup on. I want to take a shower. I mean, I had no idea when I left the set or this, you know, the location, what happened. All I know is that, yeah, I just saw Larry and he annoyed me. And then it wound up on television. Wow. So, you know, it was, it was pretty surreal. And it was one of the great things that ever happened in my career. I mean, he's a genius. Well, you created the term from hell. It's even though all those, yes. those tight asses from Bartlett's quotations denied you that honor. It's, it's a very popular term. It's, it's the Yale book of quotation Bartlett's. The editor was out of his mind. Yes. He says, I don't know. My grandchildren came home and said they had a, you know, they were like maybe in their twenties, and this was like twenty years ago. They said, "Yeah, we had a, a semester from hell." I'm like, "Oh, no kidding!" I mean, I was saying that on Letterman, like in the late, and when he was hosting the Tonight Show, like in the late seventies, and it was my, it was my deal saying that I was a victim. I was a victim of, of you know, bar mitzvah from hell, woman from date from hell, car from hell. I mean, it, it happened by mistake. It became a buzz, you know, like yes. a buzz, and I stopped doing it after a while because I would say it, and people would applaud and. I was embarrassed because, you know, it's not it's not hysterical. It was just really who I was trying to describe how I felt in life, that I was a victim, which I'm really not anymore. Uh, but, uh, you know, the truth is, at the time, I felt that everybody was out to get me. So, you know, it just it popped out of my mouth. Well, but, it's, uh, it's, anyway, it's, I did. Larry David even did an episode, Nanny from Hell, on, on Curb, yep, which was yep. great. That was his that was his way of sort of immortalizing it because he knew. He knew that I got I got screwed. I mean, I I couldn't stand driving around and seeing like you know movies being using advertise and advertising using force from hell, toothpaste from hell. I said, hey, wait a minute, it's my phrase. What is this? So uh, you know, I wanted to at least get some recognition. I mean, it's so stupid. I care far more about the uh, the heroes who go overseas and the veterans and. And all you know, sure. and, and our country, but I mean, but for that little moment in time, I was bummed. Well, so, yeah, know, it's not that important. I know, but I had to say this because our, uh, the duo responsible for our musical stylings, the insertions on our show, call themselves the folk singers from hell. And do they and tons of others really owe you millions in royalties? Because they they might have to no, declare bankruptcy. I, they drive no, a Hugo, man. No, no, no one owes me anything. All right, except. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's only that I have now finally in the, in, in the uh, book of quotations and the uh, book of quotations they finally say you know this this phrase was uh, you know emanated from Richard Lewis or originated from me. So it's going to happen now. Enough. I I can't. I mean, I am going to sue the folk group for a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> but so what? That's just for a hobby. 
Hell yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'll, I'll give my heads up. Maybe they'll um, knit you a sweater. Are they, any, are they any good, by the way? Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. And uh, now they're going to have to uh, start each day with drop to their knees and give a thank you to Richard Lewis. And I'm going to make sure that. The film world. Oh, I've got a bad cramps, but i got to walk. Kids, get up. Ah. Jazz. That's my deal. All right. Hence super. the Hendrix Museum. All right. Now, you're, you've just exceeded your limit. That's it. Okay. Once again, Richard Lewis will be performing tonight, and we'll have two shows Friday and Saturday at 7.30 and 10 p.m. at the Parlor Comedy Club in Bellevue, Washington. I would like to thank you so much for checking in with us. And uh, you, you, guys, you guys are great, and uh, your partner talks way too much, and it was annoying. But you know what? Life's short, and I, I'll give him a pass. And send my best to the uh, folk group from hell. Yeah, they I will. A great name. If you, uh, you're, when you're in town, if you need anything at all, like Aaron's running or anything, my co-host it will be available. I have him on Wait, notice till you I fly out. I have number, and I also have the folk group from hell's number. If I, if I don't feel like hearing any jazz or uh, classic rock, uh, maybe they can send uh, send some of their DV, some of their uh, songs over to my hotel. Mr. Richard Lewis, thank you so much. Ready, I said, I go, man, go. I gotta tell you about the Goodwin Show, cause I'm ready. Ready, 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 I'm ready. Ready, 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 I'm ready. Ready, 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 I'm ready, ready, ready to rock and roll. All right, uh, it's musical guest interview time. Please welcome Gold Records to the Spud Goodman Show. Gentlemen, at ease, name, instrument, and place of birth, please. Oh, hi, I'm uh, Jay. I play drums um, from Seattle. And I'm Brian. I play bass. I was born in Tacoma, Washington. I'm Fred. I play guitar and I sing, and I was born in Anchorage, Alaska. All right, that's, that's for the record. That's, that's made up. Right on. Well, all right, super. <laughs> hey, um, identify the one album you must play on a regular basis to keep your sanity. Uh, probably like t- maybe TV tunes. Yeah, or uh, Tom Jones live at the Tropicana. I think it was on Parrot Records. No, nah, the Ramones. The Ramones. Okay, Ramones. Yeah, Sanity yeah. prevails. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay, super. Um, what is the band's position on Benghazi? Should President Obama and Hillary Clinton be put in prison now, or wait until after the upcoming House Select Committee investigating it? I thought Benghazi was that alternative rock guy. I don't know. That's Who? no, that's Ben Harper. Oh, Ben Harper. Okay, no, um, Benghazi. Ben, maybe he should. It's be like Ben, up. Ben Harper and Fugazi. Like if they had a supergroup or something. Yeah, totally Benghazi. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have no take on who authorized the talking points. I, I didn't. Uh, All right, fine. Moving on. Yeah. All right, say, can, can <laughs> I get each uh, one of your uh, shoe sizes for the record? Uh, nine and a half. Okay, that's for who? Uh, Jay. Okay. The same. Wow, Jay, we got the same size. You well, guys didn't know that. Hot. You could swap. Really same, hot. Same Fred. Uh, Twelve. Tw- wow. Well, he right. plays, oh, I mean, that's hotter. Right. He plays guitar. Super. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, hey, um, what are the long-range <laughs> goals of the band at this point? Uh, it's probably practice Saturday. Go to Taco Time. Taco time? Twice a okay. week. Ooh. I'd like to practice while eating Taco Time. That's yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably sponsorship. The rest. Yeah, we want to get sponsored by Taco, by Taco time, time. The rest of the week is Taco Bell? Um, no, no. Splurge a couple ta- times? Uh, Del Taco. Del Taco. Okay, yeah. super. All right, what's the name of the first song, and does it have a backstory, a failed love affair, you know, tough time in high school, lost a lottery ticket? What are we talking about? It's always a love affair. Uh, it's called, it's called um, Didn't Love Me and Failed Love Affair. Yeah. All right, let's do it. I remember it well at the OK Hotel. 
tell the first time you looked at me I was 20 years old, immature so I'm told So that made you age 73 Soon to be divorced, you were taking some course And you asked me if I wanted to meet But how would I know that I'd end up the guy Who walks on one's old lady across the street You said you didn't love me And you didn't want to see my face Take a couple of toasts Three months went by Like the 4th of July But Black Friday came a little too fast You laughed and got mad And said whatever we had Was gone now Never come back And then you said you didn't love me You didn't want to see my face Radio show with Chick Hunter will return in just a moment. Once again, here are your hosts, Spud Goodman and Chick Hunter. That's us, isn't it? You got a call, Spud. You got a call. I think on one side it's your mother. Hey, it's a phone. Oh, cool. Hey, hey mom. I, I'm kind of busy now. It's, I mean, it's just, just Spud, telling you. I love that group you have on tonight. I am thinking of expanding my roster of bands that I manage. Are you still working with the Cody Foster Army? 
They haven't fired you yet? Seriously. You're taking like 40% of their income. Is, is that, that deal still... That is between the, that's between the band and me. If you must know, though, we renegotiated as I believe in them. So yes, I am deferring I my percentage like until we sign our big record deal. So let's talk about this gold records band you have on tonight. Do they have a manager? I, I have no clue, Mom. You can ask Fred Speakman. He's standing right over here to my right. Uh, but make it quick. I got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, so, Fred, how would you and the boys like to get in the fast lane of the rock and roll business? I can take you to the next level. I don't know, Mrs. Goodman. You know, we're we're from the Northwest. Uh, there's 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 kind of an unwritten code here. We we wouldn't feel very comfortable prostituting ourselves with like any kind of major label, money, fancy cars, luxury condos in Belltown. Uh, you know, those those things don't mean anything to us. We don't care. Well, I see. We like then, how about your own private helicopter to get you to gigs and to maybe take that special groupie with you to join the 5,000 feet high club? I can make that happen. Wow, that would be cool. A helicopter? Yeah, because uh, the traffic on I-5 is a total bitch. All right, then. I'll be at your next gig and we can talk. When is it? Well, that's going to be at our practice space on Saturday because we practice every Saturday. We give a show for all the mice. So. Well, rock and roll. Rock Looking and roll. Forward to it. All right. Bye. Bye, Mrs. Goodman. Okay, super. I, I was going to ask her to make cookies. Yeah, all right. It's my, it's my clip of the week time right now on the program, and I need to give some props to, on this one to the Reverend Pat Robertson. Now, in the past, we've goofed on and probably will continue to goof on various religious figures who seem to thrive on the hysterics, hyperbole, and, you know, and basically just junk they throw up. Excuse me, I'm losing my voice here. To serve their own purposes, you know, and... and I don't know. This this dude, I have to say, for the record, yeah, he's blamed, you know, hurricanes on the gays and the earthquake in Haiti on the, I guess, their devil religion, as he calls it. But on the already answered question of the Earth's actual age, he chooses to side with logic, with logic. So, no. hey, we have to give this dude his props, okay? I we got to support this. I'm going to take my pirate's cap off right now in honor and say, well done, Reverend Pat, all right? You Keep so. it up. Let's roll this clip. Let's face it, there was a bishop in the Middle Ages there, uh, 1800 something, uh, who uh, added up the dates listed uh, in Genesis, and he came up with the world that had been around for 6,000 years. There ain't no way that's possible. There ain't no way that's possible. You know, anybody that's in the oil business knows that he's drilling down. He drilled down 2,000, no, excuse me, two miles, three miles, four miles underground. You're coming into all these layers that were laid down by the dinosaurs. And we have skeletons of dinosaurs, and we have skeletons of dinosaurs that go back about uh, 1.65 million years. 65 million years. And to say that it all came about in 6,000 years is just not Sense. To say that it all came about in 6,000 years is just nonsense. And I think the time we, we come off of that stuff and say this isn't possible. And, but, I mean, so there was a big bang. So 
That doesn't mean it came spontaneously. Nobody knows what caused the Big Bang, but I say God did it. Nobody knows what caused the Big Bang, but I say God did it. I say God did it. God's in charge of all this. God's in control, and um, He is the author of all life. But um, we've got to be realistic. We've got to be realistic. We've got to be realistic that the dating of Bishop Usher just doesn't comport with anything that is found in science. And, you know, you, you can't just totally deny you can't just totally deny, you can't just totally deny um, the geological formations that are out there, the rock formations and all the things that go all over the world, especially the bones. And we, we have found uh, a, a Pterosaurus Rex out there in the, it would argue in some place, I mean a full skeleton. And that baby was laid down about 65 million years ago. And that baby was laid down about 65 million years ago. So, I mean, let's, let's be real. Let, let's not be, uh, let's not make a joke of ourselves. Let's be real. Let, let's not make a joke of ourselves. Once again, here's Spud and Chuck. Once again, once again, once again, once again, once again. Once again, here's Spud and Chick. Once again, once again, once again, here's Spud and Chick. Okay, Uncle Steve, I think it's time that you and your little friend go home. I, you know, I'm going to spring for bus fare, all right? I got some change. Uh, I think the next one's headed out and leaving in like 15 minutes. Not necessary. Chick here said he would give us a ride home after the show. Uh, yeah, sorry, but I, I borrowed my parents' car tonight. And I, I drive right by your uncle's apartment. Don't get mad. All right, fine, fine. Uh, but just just keep it quiet. You can stay out over there, all right? Just Spud, go on over there. Jerry would like to ask you a question. It'll only take a second. Jerry, go ahead. He won't bite your head off. No, just ask him. Spud, the radio broadcasting program I will be in requires an internship, so I'd like to work on your show. I think I could bring something needed here, and I can get the credits I'll need to graduate. It's a win-win for everyone. I mean, school is a joke, but I'm going to need some kind of degree yeah, to get my well, toe in the door in this business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Please do not say, you know what I'm saying, all right? That phrase has been banned from this program. You, If you don't know that, you know this now. And I already have two interns from Pierce Community College. We don't need a third. Uh, no offense to them, Spud, but look at those two over there. One of them is half asleep. The other is playing that lame Mafia Awards video game on his phone. Look, he's not even listening to the show. Hey, dumbass, wake up. They are sort of listening. I mean, if you said anything about snacks, both of them would perk right look, look, up. Look, I was an intern myself many years ago. It's a special opportunity for the cream of the cream of those aspiring to one day enter broadcasting. Well, the bar set pretty low with those two. I mean... I could do better than that staying home in bed and still run circles around them. Jerry, don't get too cocky here. These are students, too, and you have to interact with them uh, here on the show, so you might want to refrain from making disparaging remarks. They have feelings, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what we don't need around here is dick swinging, so tell your little friend to cool his jets. Jerry, don't fall into the stereotypical behavior of a petty, insecure short guy, because when you on people and they ask you why all you can do is shrug and lie or i guess tell everyone to and die 
Jerry, did you hear him? Your attitude has got to change. Now, I'm not kidding around here. Your potential career in broadcasting may ride on whether you can get along with others in the workplace. Yeah, yeah. Spud is a stickler for maintaining a positive, supportive environment here. He always says there's no room for prima donnas in the studio. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Leave your prima at the the door. Okay, I'm sorry. That one intern dude sitting over there playing video games is not a total loser. I'm sure his mother loves him and everything. That's for you, Nevin. I need to return to the show now. Is that okay? Is that okay? You bet. Uh, Jerry will keep his yap shut. Right, Jerry? Right, Jerry? Oh, he's being passive-aggressive again. Don't you worry, Spud. If you let him intern here, he will be on his best behavior. I guarantee it. It was fun, fun. On one said that your niece Leah is holding on the line for All you. Right. Put her through. Leah, you there? Yeah, Uncle Spud. Yep. Hey, I hope you don't mind me calling in no, again tonight, right. but I was just listening to the show and I really had to call you. That's nice. You know, it, hey, I got to ask you, is school going well? Because I, I, I was been a little worried. Any problems? You will be graduating next month, right? Because Chick and I are planning to drive down to Portland for the ceremony. Oh, yeah, you bet. Yay. I'm on track. And I have all my credits taken care of. But what I'm calling about is I had heard your Uncle Steve ask if he and his dummy would intern on the show. And that's what I was going to ask you. If I could intern at the show this summer, my dad said it would be okay. And if I could stay with you, you wouldn't mind? Um, yeah, well, you know, I have not given my uncle the, you know, and that little dummy the green light on this thing. It's still up in the air. We already have enough interns. I mean, uh, you know, my, my apartment is really cramped, especially with my bobblehead collection. And I'm running out of space. Too many Mariners games, for sure. i got to kind of quit going. I've never been introduced to your uncle. He he is related to me, right? Right right before my mom took off with that musician dude to Belize, right. she told me about him. My really? mom said she would be my great uncle, right? She uh, yeah. told me a little bit about him. Does he always carry that dummy around with him? Yep, they're pretty tight. They go hand in hand. Okay, hey, when you come up to that family reunion uh, my mom's organizing, uh, like in, I think it's in August, uh, I'm going to introduce you to August. him and a couple other relatives because you're old enough now to handle it. It's not, I, I know I'm being a little overprotective here. <laughs> Uncle Spud, how can you let a dummy get a chance to work on the show before me? I can't lie, I'm pretty disappointed. Uh-oh. You know, both Jerry and I are here listening to this conversation. I understand teenagers want what they want, but Jerry here has paid his dues and deserves the internship. And young lady, he's pretty sensitive. You might want to take it down a notch. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend anyone. I'm just really, really excited to follow my dream of being in the radio business. I know, I know, I know. And you're right, I do apologize. I'm sure there'll be room for both of us on the show. Uh, what do you say, Uncle Spud? Well, tell you what, can we table this maybe until the weekend? And uh, right now i got to move along. Uh, give my best to your dad and stepmom, though, okay? Please? All right, just promise me you will think about this. I have right. a lot of really good ideas right. on how to make this show successful, so all I need is a chance to prove myself. Bye, Uncle Spud. Bye, Chick. And bye, Uncle Steve. And goodbye to Jerry, too, I guess. Goodbye, Leah. Bye, uh, Leah. Uh... Jerry, say goodbye. Jerry, come on, don't be rude. Just say goodbye. Fine, later. Wow. Now, was that so hard? Spud, we have a live call. All right, super. Uh, I hope it's who I think it is. Uh, Please welcome a neighbor of ours from the north, I guess Canada, for those geographically challenged. He is a renowned expert on virtually every subject known to man. Mr. Red Green, are you there? I'm right over here. How are 
doing, Spud? How's it going? Man, marvelous. Yeah. Cool. Hey, thanks for checking in with us tonight. Um, you're going to be performing your one-man show, How to Do Everything, at the Broadway Center's Pantages Theater on Monday, May 12th at 7 p.m. Tickets are still available online and at the Pantages. All right, we got that out of the way. Uh, let's do this, okay? All right. I uh, did some research, and obviously I've seen your show. It's Uh-oh. been it's, it was on for a while. Let's talk about that. It was on for fifteen freaking years, correct? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of slipped through the cracks. Uh, once the management actually looked at it, that was the end of that. Wow, uh, is is that a world record for a non-animated comedy show? I mean, it ran from nineteen ninety-one well, to two hundred six. It's number two. It's uh, number one is Saturday Night Live, and then and then we're at number two. Yeah, I was, I was thinking I wouldn't even put SNL in that category because slightly different as far as a, yeah, well. Well, I, there's I some know. years you can't count yeah, on SNL. That's true. Hey, so here's my question. At the end, was it tough to ride off into the sunset? I mean, I know Canadians seem to know when to end things a lot better than we Americans do. We generally ride things into the ground and or to, you know, until they have to be put down not so humanely. Yeah, so I find that sometimes you ride them under the ground. Uh, yes. With me, I decided uh, after 13 seasons, I only wanted to do two more. I wanted to do two more, and I went to the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, or as you call it, the CBC, yes. and told Ooh. them that, and they gave me a two-year contract. So it really wasn't it wasn't tough. Everybody in, that was involved with the program got two years' notice. Uh, you know, that doesn't happen very often in show business. So, no, it was it was very much something that we wanted to go out, you know, doing as well as we could and not, and not kind of make it worse than it was did you go through through withdrawals maybe on that monday after after the last show you know i, I gotta tell you for the first month it felt pretty good because i didn't have the pressure of having to think of something that uh, other people might find mildly amusing mm-hmm. but a month a month after that it kind of got you know what it was a little bit boring and also i have the kind of mind that creates things and it needs an outlet and the only outlet i had was my friends and they were getting annoyed so suggested i find a bigger group to share that outlet with and the next thing you know i'm writing a book and then doing a one-man show and here we go well okay so what can our listeners you know experience when they come to see your one-man show how to do everything i i I take it you're going to bring copious amounts of duct tape with you on tour correct well, there'll be a role there, for sure. Uh, but I think, think more importantly is that this is like a, an instruction kit. It really starts starts you off. A lot of it is a mindset of uh, you know what you should do and what you shouldn't do. For example, you only need two uh, characteristics to be handy. you got to have enough humility to learn how to do something and then enough conceit to go and do it. So you want to just learn just for a little bit until you know barely enough. Then you got to stop learning. you got to stop learning, Spud. Go and do it. Because oh. if you learn too much, you eventually know too much and not, never have the guts to try anything, which is why most university professors are so useless write that down chick i will will. now another thing i heard was that if you put the lazy man in charge that they find the easiest way to do things well they used to call them lazy men they're called efficiency experts now yeah boss super all right um hey red if i can call you red what is your take on the experimental google cars that need no driver to navigate the highways do you feel that this will save millions of marriages in both of our countries <laughs> no, no, and it, and it won't be good for the deer either. I, I just I, that whole thing with the the robot, the drone business, mm-hmm. and everything. We're mm-hmm. going to lose dogs, and it's just it's a disaster. Just stop it now. All right, all right, okay. I'll write that down too. Um, do you agree with the noted philosopher uh, John Gray that men are from Mars and women are from Venus? We had him on our show years ago. That just doesn't seem possible. Because are we really that as men that different from women? What do you think? No. 
All right, super. I didn't right. think so. Write that down too, Chick. All right. Um, no, no, wait. Here, let me, let me, let me, let me expand on that just a little bit. All right. It's just like it's the same thing with people all over the world. You know, we speak different languages and we may look different, but we have a lot more in common than we have different, and that's the same with men and women. And well, we have fun talking about the differences between men and women. But the truth of it is, there's a lot of people who are stay married 50, 60, 70, 100, 150, 200 years, right. and you can't do that living with somebody who's completely, completely different than you. So I. I, th- I think we're a lot more similar than we admit. All right. Okay. Super. Um, this is a personal question I have. I, I am surrounded by guys in my neighborhood that are really handy. They know how to fix stuff and work on engines, and it gets really annoying. Do you ever feel resentment from other men about your infinite wisdom on just about everything? I mean, I mean, there's, I don't know. Is is there anything that you don't know anything about? I mean, you're an expert. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, you know, I, the thing with me is I have the confidence, and if, if there's any envy at all, it's for the it's for the confidence issue that I uh, that I have that I will actually take something on. I don't seem to get a lot of envy for the results of what I do, just for the the inspiration to do it. Uh, do you ever look at the directions first, ever? I do, but it's after I'm done to see how close I got. All right, super. Okay. It's always a good test. Yeah. Hey, any chance there will ever be a red green TV reunion with all the gang? You know, I, I I don't think so. To be honest with you, we did a we did a, a red green story thing that was kind of like everybody got to give their two cents worth. Then we did shot that in about two thousand and eight, and I I kind of I think it kind of wrapped it up. And to be honest with you, like I said before, because there was a two year notice, everybody kind of had a chance to you know say what they wanted to say and do what they wanted to do, and we we all ended friends. And like, why wreck it by bringing us back together? And somebody remembers something that you, that you said that may have been insensitive. Wow, you just totally. You totally uh, cl- to prove the point you are Canadian and not American. Wow. You know, we're real big on never, ever, ever, ever not doing anything over again. Yeah. I mean, Chick and I are good examples. We sure. were retired like six times and we keep coming back like vampires or whatever. We, yeah. we I love your bacon. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we don't know when to say when. All right. Hey, what has been your most memorable moment doing the Red Green Show? And I know there's a billion memories, but can you throw one out that comes to mind? I'll tell you, there was a time there, there was a couple of seasons when uh, Harold went off to the city to try something else, and then uh, he was coming back, and we didn't tell any, nobody knew. The audience didn't know, nobody knew. We didn't tell the media nothing. It was our little secret, and uh, on the one episode, and it was uh, probably the start of our, maybe our 10th season or something like that, uh, the storyline was that there was a new job position opened up, a promotional job opened up. And we said, and we've got the candidate that won, and he walked in, and it was Harold, and the audience went absolutely bananas, and that was that was a highlight for me. It was just kind of like it was like a the, the prodigal child returning, you know. It was uh, that's one. Of, there's been a million, but that's that's one of the top ones. Super. All right. Hey, after your show in Tacoma, you're heading up to Alaska for a show in Fairbanks, and then the last stop on the tour, I guess, will be in Anchorage. I don't know for sure about seeing Russia from there, but if so. Keep your head down just in case, all right? Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't, I don't care to look over to Russia. To be honest with you, like, I don't, I'm not interested enough. I mean, they may be looking at me, so that's where the advice kicks in. All right, all right, super. Okay, well, once again, Red Green will be appearing at the Broadway Center's Pantages Theater on Monday, May 12th at 7 p.m. Red, uh, I got to tell you, I really, really appreciate you uh, taking the time to check in with us tonight. Have a nice ride. It's my pleasure, guys. I'm looking forward to coming to Coma, and you guys keep your stick on the ice. Gotcha. All right, super. Take care. The Spud 
Goodman Show. Some people like it. All right. Once again, it's our special musical guest, Gold Records. No, 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 no,
I know you're not going to want to take this call, but I sort of told him it was okay to call in tonight. It's Cordy and Joe's on the line. But he's been banned from calling yeah, in. I know, I know. The law is the law. I and know. if we make exceptions for him, then chaos will ensue with everyone else. But Spud, he served his time. Put him on, please. It's a favor to me. Yeah, whatever. Okay, Joe, you. you there? Um, uh, yes, I am. Um, hey, Spud, I, I just want to apologize for calling in and tyrannize you guys with my accordion. This instrument is meant for bringing joy, not aggravation Terrorizing is pretty lightly. I am truly, truly sorry. Terrorizing? I mean... Yeah, terrorizing. I'm sorry. You've been calling me at all hours at home. I mean, one time, didn't you call like three in the morning? And you don't say anything. You just play that stupid accordion. It's it's, Late at night, I'll tell you, it's freaky. I don't like it. And I'm, I'm not afraid to say it scared me a little bit. Well, you know, I, I guess I was just displacing my anger because hmm. you banned me from the show, Spud. And listen, I promise to behave myself from here on out. I mean, I can't tell you how much it hurts to be a digitized presence on the show. I mean, man, I need to play live, man. Oh, I know. I've kind of missed you playing, Joe. Hearing you can on an audio file just isn't yeah. the same. All right, fine, fine, fine. You little whiner, your 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 ban is lifted. You have like eight seconds of airtime here to utilize. Use it or lose it. Right now? Really? Well, it's five seconds now. Well, you know, I think we can all agree that tonight's show was pretty darn good. Is the vote unanimous? What do you think in the room? Yes? Yeah, no? absolutely. I, I say it's a very... There's, there's a thumbs up over there. Oh, no, that was just heading for the light switch. Yes. It's a very entertaining show. I would agree. I felt it was one of your best episodes, bud. Who are we fooling here? It may, have, may not have been as bad as everything on the E! Channel, but it was borderline sucky. The band was great. The guests were cool, but no offense, bud. You could really use some help injecting some fresh energy into this show. What do you mean, fresh energy? If you're even thinking of talking Spud into a co-co-ho, that is a no-go, amigo. I'm not opposed to listening to ideas uh, to improve the show. I mean, a co 
co-host is something really, I'll be uh, honest with you, I've never given it any thought to it. What I think Jerry here is saying is maybe some fresh mm. blood would give the show a boost. Chick, there's no need to feel threatened here. Well, easy, easy for you to say. How would you like someone coming to your job and suggesting to your boss that they could do things better than you? Chick, do not despair. You cannot be replaced by a dummy. They wouldn't dare. Not just because it wouldn't be fair. Not to mention really rare. We say this because we care. So just man the hell up and grow a pair. You know, if you were a team player, you wouldn't put the sh... You know, in my opinion, you'd put the show first before your personal concerns, but that's just me. You know, jealousy can really hold a show back from reaching its full potential, and I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Jerry here would like to channel Greg, the ancient Inca warrior, as he has some sage advice to bestow on us. History tells us that some things are too horrible to make better. I may not be a radio executive, but it seems to me the only thing that could help this show would be a total teardown and rebuild, like they do in Vegas every 10 years or so, when a casino is outdated and smells funny. I may be a little biased, but Jerry here has the potential to be a major star on the radio, and maybe even in the movie someday. Let's not get carried away, you know? There's only room for one star on this show, and I think we need to make that clear right now. Uh, you know, if you want to talk about history, name one TV show or radio show, and yeah, even any major motion picture that a dummy is starred in. I mean, you can't come up with one because it's never happened before. Cinderella. No Jerry way. would like to mention how much money the Muppet movies have made over the years. Ah, 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 The Muppets are puppets, not dummies. I'm going to ask one last time to cease calling Jerry here a dummy. That sort of pettiness does nothing to further your position. Okay, he's right, Uncle Steve, though. Technically, the Muppets were puppets. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to have to come up with a different example of the public embracing a non-human in the entertainment business. Uh, be, you know, Maybe besides Bruce Jenner. Okay, my, I'll give you that. My, my dad always says that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we should really just change the subject here, you know? Like, let's move no. on from this. Well, uh, Jer- Jerry, no. Don't listen to Uncle Jerry, Steve. no, no. Jerry, don't go there, please. It's not appropriate. I said no. I think it's pretty clear that the men in this room feel a little inadequate. I know the word on the street about me is out. Everybody's heard about it. So, okay, yeah, I admit it. I have a huge penis. Don't hate me, okay? You can't deny me this opportunity because of what I've been blessed with. Seriously, whatever. And on that note, we're out of here. This is Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And yes, I have one. God bless and adios. Once again, here are gold records.
you've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter, a program composed almost entirely of post-consumer waste ones and zeros. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen, and associate producer is Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Musical commentaries by the folk singers in hell. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions. Join us again next week for another exercise in synergy through stakeholder teaming on the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. Goodman Post Show Report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Hello, I am Ivy Quinn, and welcome to the postest post Spud Goodman Post Show Report in the West. I'm here with David on one, Nevin, our intern, and the comely Chick Hunter. And we're going to post this later, aren't we? We are, but I'm still a little angry with you. Why now? I told you I was feeling a little unwell, and I think the saran wrap and popsicle sticks where you made the little makeshift barrier was unnecessary. I thought it would work out really good. I found it offensive. It's allergies, dude. I don't have the plague. Okay, sorry. Well, you can't take any chances these days because you never know what's going to happen. I have never seen you move that fast in my life. Well, what if you sneeze? Do you know how fast sneezes go out your mouth? (laughs) You seriously need to rethink your priorities. Um, First, we're going to listen to some music tonight. I'd like to thank um, Gold Records for sticking around. Yes. They're pretty awesome, and we're going to hear from them in a little bit. But first, we're going to hear a cut from the Purr's 2010 album, Tearing Down Paisley Garden, titled Only Dreaming. And then we have something from Lisa LeBlanc, Motel. Let's go. Today. 
vacances Puis les motels cheap sur le bord Du high Way This is the Pulse Show Report Once again, here's your host, Ivy Quinn Hi, we're back and uh, we're going to chat a little bit with Gold Records. Do you fellas mind reintroducing yourselves in case anybody new tuned in? Okay. Hey, um, I'm Fred, and I play guitar and I sing. I'm Brian. I play bass. I try to sing. Okay. I'm Jay. I play drums, and I just sing in the shower. So is, do you guys take the last name Gold? Is that it? So that's why you didn't give last names. You just give first names, so you're all just Gold like the Ramones did? <laughs> yeah. Brian Freddie Gold. Gold. Yeah. yeah. Huh. J, J. Gold. I thought so. Yeah. Nice. I thought maybe you were kind of epic enough to just go by the first name. Oh. You know, Fred like is. Madonna or Rihanna or Elvis. Um, I mean, he Freddy. technically was Freddy, Presley, yeah. but oh. everybody knew him as Elvis. No. <laughs> no. So you guys were kind enough to stick around. We appreciate that. Thank you for hanging out, even though it's NFL draft night. I know that may be a sacrifice for some folks here. Wait, well, everybody did, here, I guess. What? Have I gone yet? <laughs> I, I'm going to save it for afterwards because okay. I don't know if the microphone could handle your reaction. Oh, okay. okay. I had a feeling I was slipping to the second round. So. It's, it's okay. Russell Wilson. Yeah. He's in an Eminem song because he went so late in the draft and yeah. yet he is a Super Bowl Yeah, champion. but you love Eminem blizzards. Yeah. So. He's on I, I think, commercial? And I think Russell Wilson also wore a size nine and a half. So I, I think this is going to work out good. Why am I hungry now? So your Facebook description is a little casual. Uh-huh. Do you have any really definitive, epic statements you'd like to make about the band right now? Epic? I'm going to hand that over to Jay, because I think he probably does. Um, I don't have No any. pressure. I, bring, maybe, I, I actually hand that over to, to Brian. Yeah, that's Brian. Brian yeah. And maybe, do you have anything? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're just really into Mexican food. Uh, we're inspired heavily by Mexican food. And rock and, and roll. <laughs> you guys? Well, no, AM Gold. AM Gold. Okay, well, that's. Yeah, you that's guys are, yeah, you guys are. You guys gold. are smooth and spicy. I like yeah. it. And zesty. It's more of a zesty. It explains rock. Zesty we, and yeah. sassy. It, it explains yeah, why us. we haven't gone anywhere and probably will never go anywhere. Well, that's, our, that's our goal to not go anywhere. The stassy. But to entertain you all the while as we go nowhere. I'll yeah. see what I can do to help you with that. You can go I'm nowhere. a helper. Good. You can go nowhere along with us. Yeah, we constantly, cool. we constantly yeah. shoot for the bronze. Yeah. So, I just want to know, do we have to play the Olympic theme song every time you guys come on because you're gold records? Yes. Okay. What are you going to play for us tonight? Uh, we're going to do uh, one last song called Elena. Sounds great. All Please, right. when you're ready. Okay. <laughs> I'll see you down at the bar! 
Goodman post show report. You know what we have now, Ivy? Yeah. It's, it's time for like the clip of clip of the night because well, I'd like to thank our guests first. I'm sorry. So thank you, guests, You're and uh, we really do appreciate you coming in. That was balls tastic, um, as balls, I like to say. Balls tastic. <laughs> All right. And she really oh likes to say that. Yeah. And um, just let me check with Chick really quickly. Hmm. We both would like to know, because we haven't experienced it ourselves, what is it like to be really good at something? Better being good at something than being good at nothing. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty trippy. Whoa. Well, you guys were awesome. You guys were awesome, and we appreciate you, so thank you so much. Was that recorded, Dave? I, I hope so. Okay. As you can tell, Chick was kind of excited about his clip, so we're going to go ahead and move on with the show and start discussing discussing yeah, the uh, post-show stuff. Over. We're going to pack up and get the heck out of here, and thank you for okay. having us. Thank you. Okay. Go right ahead. We'll just keep going. taco time. Yeah. So do you want to know what I chose for our first clip of the night? I would love to. Well, we, we talked to Richard Lewis earlier, and it was so cool because he's such a great guy. I mean, I couldn't believe how – I was – Dumbstruck, I couldn't say anything. I didn't know what to say. I couldn't get a word in edgewise, actually. But uh, he was talking about when he was growing up, or not, when he was young. He born him and 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 Larry and David. Larry David were, were like they, they, they friends. That's kismet. Can we hear the? Did clip? you really meet Larry David sure. at summer camp when you were thirteen? I mean, worse, worse than that, we were in the same hospital room. Did you, get, did you get tossed in the hole or something? Because you do what I terrorize the counselors. You tried to strangle me with my mother's, with the umbilical cord, this jerk, okay? Whoa. You, I, was, I was born early. It was a preemie. Yes. He was born three days later, so we were in the same hospital ward, and this little baby was screaming and complaining that his mother's milk wasn't good. I, I, you know, it was just, he was obnoxious when he was a year old. Now, what am I saying, a year, an hour? And then we went to a camp, and we were enemies. Never saw him again for 15 years. Really? And we became best friends. And then one day, I, you know, I'm, I'm a recovered addict for almost 20 years. He's not a drinker, or he, he wasn't a big drug guy ever. And uh, But uh, I, I recognized him after we became best friends uh, at around 24, performing in Manhattan. And uh, and then we retraced our childhood, and we realized that we had, we were enemies when we were 12 at a camp, at a, at a sports camp. And that was, we almost came to blows at the bar. But, I mean, the truth is, what what's the chance that you become a best friend with somebody? Literally, we were inseparable, and we were great buds. And then we realized that we hated each other at some sports camp when we were 12. 
it was too good to be true. And, and that's why I think Curb was cool for us when we were on it. I mean, I didn't do any scenes with anybody else, but it was all right by me. It was gold. Because, you know, it was freaking gold. I mean, this this is weird because it's not allegory because it's real life, but my God, it mirrors your relationship with Spud so closely. Yeah, yeah, it does. Except for the talent part. No, yeah. remember you're supposed to be doing your affirmations, chick. Yeah, but I can't. You're do a them good here. person. People like you, and uh, you feel okay with that. I'm okay with it, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, like he said, what are the chances? And that's so cool. And, you know, I mean, who are, like, best friends all through their Hollywood days? Marlon Brando and who else? Wally uh, Cox. Marlon Brando and Wally Cox were best friends. Can you believe that? I thought at first you were going to say, like, Wally from, like, Leave it to Beaver. And No, no. no. Tony Dow? No. No. Yeah. My only friend is Zabba Zabba. The candy yeah. bar? Isn't that a candy bar? No, that's Zagnuts. Pardon me. I'm so sorry. I thought it was Zabba Zabba's a candy bar. I thought that's what you called SJ. (laughs) (laughs) She's got a couple of different names. I like it how he he not only blushes, but he twinkles a little when you mention his sweetie. (laughs) He does. I find it charming. You mean SJ? There it is again. We'll stop it, guys. All right. Well, now we're going to go back to the music. First up, we have sub-pop recording artists from 1988, Nights and Days, with Split. And then we have the Possum Posse with Battered Husband Blues. Because it's too many good women I got looking for this good guy 
Goodman Post Show Report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment. Ivy Queen, Ivy, Lori's holding on the line right now, and you should really take it. I mean, we really have to take this. I know, I know. You know, I have never seen or heard of a producer calling in during a live know, show on the air. It? Yeah, she's not, she can't hear us right now, so I'm that's good. I'm not saying she's a micromanager, but okay, yeah, Tell I guess me. I am saying that, but. Yes, you did. Uh, on one, just put her on. Yeah, Ivor, you're doing a pretty good job tonight. Ivy. But Ivy. I just wanted to call and say a big thank you to oh. our listeners. Oh. As we seem to be getting more traffic on our shows recently, you know, most of the increase is for the shows that are being posted 
following the broadcast. I mean, our, our ratings are going up? We have listeners? Well, it says to me it's more about my promotional efforts than huh? the show itself. Oh. But you know. The ratings are going up. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. We don't have the numbers yet for the live broadcast. You know, on the stations that carry us. But the podcast we post a couple days later are doing a lot better lately. Huh. Again, I have to believe it's because of my new policies I implemented. Huh? That sounds right. Um, what policies? You're not serious, are you? Is this a joke? Uh, I'm referring to my seven-stage PowerPoint presentation at our last staff meeting. For instance, uh, my directive uh, for uh, all yeah, on-air remember? staff no. to make individual contact with each and every listener who emails or messages you about the show. Uh, no my way. directive is to... No, wait, wait, wait. Is it too late to start yeah. doing that stuff, Ms. Madsen? I guess I forgot. I forgot. I remember uh, seeing it, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I was meaning to start on that a few weeks ago. Spud said you changed your mind. We didn't have uh-huh. to do any listener outreach. It's true. You mean to tell me you weren't there? the on-air staff of this show has not been following any of my seven stages of promotion. Yes, Are you we freaking haven't. kidding me? Well, not on purpose. Well, um, yeah. How about we start on it in the next couple of days? Uh, I okay. promise. Listen, Ida. Maybe. This is not acceptable. I fully expect <sighs> all of you, including that worthless piece of crap, Spud Goodman, to get it in gear <sighs> and make the necessary commitments here. I'm not playing around. But what do you get? If we do everything you say, Ms. Madsen, a Starbucks gift card or free tickets to a concert or something, I mean, come on, we'd like, like maybe wash cars, vacuum your house, huh? Anything? Well, yeah. you yes. need to continue yes. to work here. Super. And if yeah. this is Yikes. not taken care of promptly, consider this fair warning of possible termination. Huh? I hope you guys know my desk is full of resumes. From a number of veteran broadcasters who most of our listeners would be quite familiar with, many are begging for a chance to join our operation. Look, I gotta go, so pick up the pace a bit, alright? Would it kill either one of you to put a little personality in your performance? Having to sit through and monitor this show, well... You know, I would have more fun gutting a string of catfish that's been out in the sun for a week. Get with the program. Jesus. Super. That sounds like more fun gutting a string of catfish than talking to Ms. Madsen sometimes. But, but it didn't go as bad as I thought it would. Really? Being told one could be replaced at any time is not a real morale booster. Uh, Ivy, you'll get used to Lori. She kind of grows on you. Last month, she took me to the sizzler and picked up the check. Can you believe that? Really? I, I just had to get the tip for us. I think she's totally misunderstood by everyone. I, How come I don't get to go to sizzler? Well, you, you can. We can do that on the way home instead of ice cream. No, fine. It's time uh, again for some music. Here okay. are Finn Records recording artists, the Young Evils with the Devil's Barricade. And then we have the F-Holes live with tits. Yes, that's actually the name of the song. Can't wait. Passing over, coming closer. Echoes in the night. Hearts will break from desperation. Waiting.
to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Dude, where'd you go? I, well, I, I had to go down to the bathroom. <clears throat> Why did you leave in the middle of the show? I, I just, it was urgent. You look weird. What's going on? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Just going, I just listened to the assholes. Are you celebrating National Masturbation Month it's during not, our show? It's not fair that they only give it a month. You know? I celebrate year-round. Exactly. Am I right? Mm Mm-hmm. I I really think maybe we should just go to the clip. Dude. I hope you washed your hands, man. Let's face it. There was a bishop in the Middle Ages there, uh, 1800-something, who uh, added up the dates listed uh, in Genesis, and he came up with the world that had been around for 6,000 years. There ain't no way that's possible. There ain't no way that's possible. You know, 
Anybody that's in the oil business knows that he's drilling down. He drilled down 2,000, uh, excuse me, two miles, three miles, four miles underground. You're coming into all these layers that were laid down by the dinosaurs. And we have skeletons of dinosaurs, and we have skeletons of dinosaurs that go back about uh, 1.65 million years. 65 million years. And to say that it all came about in 6,000 years is just nonsense. To say that it all came about in 6,000 years is just nonsense. And I think the time we, we come off of that stuff and say this isn't possible. And, but I mean, so there was a big bang. So that doesn't mean it came spontaneously. Nobody knows what caused the big bang, but I say God did it. Nobody knows what caused the big bang, but I say God did it. I say God did it. God's in charge of all this. God's in control. And um, he is the author of all life. But um, we've got to be realistic. We've got to be realistic. We've got to be realistic that the dating of Bishop Usher just doesn't comport with anything that is found in science. And you know, you, you can't just totally deny, you can't just totally deny, you can't just totally deny um, the geological formations that are out there, the rock formations and all the things that go all over the world, especially the bones. And we, we have found uh, a uh, Pterosaurus Rex out there in the, it would Oregon or someplace, I mean, a full skeleton. And that baby was laid down about 65 million years ago. And that baby was laid down about 65 million years ago. So I mean, let's let's be real. Let, let's not be. Uh, let's not make a joke of ourselves. Let's be real. Let, let's not make a joke of ourselves. Okay, I have to admit, I am really confused right now because my. I mean, my autonomic response to Pat Robertson is to not agree with anything he says. And yet here he's like totally on the side of science. I don't know how that, that feels confusing. It actually is physically con confusing. I, I, I don't want to use a big word here or something, but, but the preconception is that he wouldn't be on that side. But, but he did justify everything by saying God did it. Well, and I'm cool with that. I don't know what caused all the science God stuff to happen. I can't answer that. God did that too. But I mean, I'm actually experiencing cognitive dissonance right now because I, I feel like I'm like I want to say he's having a lucid moment but for him everything's normally different so like his lucid moments what's rational for other people and it's just it's a strange sensation and it, it is an amazing leap of logic yeah and do you know why you have cognitive dissonance do tell God did it Maybe he's trying to trick everybody because everybody thinks he's a whack job and he wants everybody to think that he's telling the wrong stuff to everybody when he's really telling things that make sense. But he wants everybody to think that he's a whack job and not believe him and have the cognitive dissonance. Yeah. That. So what you're saying, it's like making a good lie by including a little bit of truth. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you that said. That is a it? theory. I mean, that's oh. totally a theory. I don't want to like disparage him. I mean, I'm I comfortable disagreeing with it. him, but I don't want to like accuse him of anything. I, I suppose you could blame God sending tornadoes to attack the U.S. because there are homosexuals on climate change. I think the only thing God's responsible for are pizza rolls. I always yeah. like to think of the world as like a science fair project that God had and like maybe he didn't put his best effort into it. Like it's pretty good, but you know he was up late and he was drinking Coke and like uh, taking no-dos at the time. B minus God. Yeah. I yeah. think I think this universe is just kind of a rehearsal 
for what? Whoa. For a really big show that's going to come like in about umpteen jillion years. Well, then we better okay. be ready to sparkle because it'll be our big chance. Just imagine what the Spud Goodman show would be like in that parallel universe. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Might be the Chick Hunter show. We really, no, we don't want that. Uh, we really don't think we need That's music. wormhole stuff you're talking now. No, that's a black hole. <laughs> All right. Well, now we have Scratch Acid with Greatest Gift, and then check out Afrock with True. In an age when we infatuated with the negative It's often hard to hold on to the moment Last days is upon us We fam, not a polis of a smile Or a handshake is always a bonus They wanna clone us But I can't be copied They may have me in the corner But they can't drop me They try to block my path But can't stop me Got too much to say and do it I am not stopping World getting worse with Each minute passing Have a duty to fulfill Live life with passion As a man first Art a second Priorities Enjoy my family Smiling like see so much more to me Than the Fame when the whole world know my name They will say Afro blue, but he stayed the same Be true, focus on the future and the present Connect, I represent I, I represent you, I represent we I represent true, got a lot to say But not much time to do, I got a lot to say But not much time to do when I represent I, I represent you, I represent we I represent true, got a lot to say But not much time to do, I got a lot to say But not much time to do, true In the days where 
more wars on the streets, guns burst. More bodies fall over here than they do over there. Crime everywhere. We killing the king's dream. We making the same song, singing the same thing. I gotta be honest, I make music for more than just me. Been hard not to sell my soul. Trust me, when the money below, I still write truth. Even though I could blow tomorrow, I still stay true. Cause God gon' give it to me when he's good and ready. Meantime, put a hand up and hold steady. The load I bear is heavy, but it's all worth it. It's just the beginning and I ain't even scratched the surface. Travel the globe just to share life's purpose. A lot of work to do, steadfast, can't fight nervous. Speak loud if your voice ain't heard through the crowd. One day the world will know what I'm talking about. I represent you, I represent me, I represent true. Got a lot to say, but not much time to do. I got a lot to say, but not much time to do. When I represent I, I represent you, I represent we, I represent true. Got a lot to say, but not much time to do. I got a lot to say, but not much time to do. True. I do. We also talked to Red Green earlier today. Cool. You know, on the show like yeah. less than an hour ago. And he was talking about like Google cars, which is not a good idea. And I agree with him. Bosses. Super. All right. Um, hey, Red, if I can call you Red, what is your take on the experimental Google cars that need no driver to navigate the highways? Do you feel that this will save millions of marriages in both of our countries? <laughs> no. No. And it, and it won't be good for the deer either. I, I just... I. That whole thing with the the robot, the drone business mm-hmm. and everything, we're mm-hmm. going to lose dogs. And it's just it's a disaster. Just stop it now. All right. All right. Okay. I'll write that down, too. Um, you might be surprised, Chick, as mm-hmm. I am much younger than you and much more much. tech-savvy and et cetera. But uh-huh. uh, I'm actually on board with y'all. Really? You think Google cars would be bad? I do. I have not ever bought an electronic appliance that hasn't failed like sometimes coming out of the box oh. and driving down the freeway that's an awful big fail i thought it would be a good idea until i thought about the poor deer it can't be any worse than most of the drivers on i-5 i i he's got a point there it would I make it easier to smoke and drive you sir should not be smoking and driving and let's consider that our psa moment for the kids now very good don't smoke and drive kids everybody smokes nobody should smoke and drive don't take your hands off the wheel two and ten dude i don't smoke two and ten two and ten texting it can wait 
it can. You just gave me a flashback of my A public years. service message from the Spud Goodman Show. And now we're going to return to some more music with The Winks Saturday Night. And then we have Chapel with Come Home. Keep it. 
plugs for area bands playing in clubs this weekend so if you want to be a cool kid this is what you do on friday death by stars along with the west and cloud person will be at the frontier lounge in tacoma also on friday the f holes play the feedback lounge in seattle with gun and beck yeah they'll do tits on saturday the 10th or tonight if you're listening to our replays on saturday nights it's a full slate in town with cody foster army along with zook playing a free show at Gloria's Bar and Grill in Tacoma. It starts at 7 p.m. And by the way, you hear Cody Foster's cover of Fortunate Son right now in the background as I speak. Also on Saturday, Metal Zone host Chance Pintanger is presenting an NWCZ night at the Frontier Lounge with Dirge Era, Taco Ninjas, and Rendetta. And I'm sorry, I just really did a bad job. That show starts at 9 o'clock. And lastly, Johnny, the host of Johnny Rocket Launchpad on NWCZ, will be playing with his band, the Hot Rod and Romeos, at Charlie's Pub in Furcrest. Show starts at 8 o'clock. Okay, that will wrap up this week's club calendar. Take a deep breath, Ivy. All right. Well, that was new, and we hope it was informative and will help you go out and socialize with your peers in a appropriate and yet Super. fun manner. I think it's good to do that stuff because everybody needs you know, an audience out there. That's what they're looking for, and people need stuff to do. And do t- that. And Tacoma, this is a good scene. It's Absolutely. it's good to get in on this action live. So thank you, David, On One, Nevin, and Chick. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll see oh, you next pff, time. Nothing. Really? I can come back? I can come back? I would always have you back. Remember, your mom's still writing me checks. So here's the Honics with Sonics with High Time.
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith, In-Studio Production. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Bud Goodman post-show report. This is, this is, this is the Spud Goodman post-show report. Super.